Hi, and welcome back to Mouseburgs, your family vacation planning experts, brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority. I'm Ron. I'm here today with my wife, Laurel. Hey, guys. And her twin sister, Rachel. Hello, everybody. And we are the agents at TTA Vacation, so if you want to hear any more about planning your Disney or other Orlando family vacations or cruises, uh, please shoot us an email at ttavacations at gmail.com. Now, all of us here are parents with young children. Laurel and I have a four-year-old, and uh, Rachel has a two-year-old. So we've been learning a little bit more about going to the parks and cruises with uh, kids that we didn't know before. <laughs> so today, we're going to go ahead and do our top tips for traveling to the theme parks with a kid that we didn't think about before. Uh, Laurel, go ahead and give one. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with probably the number number one thing is to plan ahead for your particular child or children's needs. And what I mean by this is that if you know your child is going to need to nap, plan ahead for that. Make sure you have all the napping essentials with you because you never know maybe where you might be when you're gonna when a nap's going to be needed. Plan for the possibility that maybe you might be at the park for a nap. Where am I going to take my child to have a restful, quiet snooze? Maybe you're planning to go back to your resort. You know, so definitely plan your day around that. Um, the other things I would say is if your child has dietary needs or if your child is going through a food phase, <laughs> um, plan for it. You know, when we went to the parks with Andy at three, we brought a jam-packed lunchbox with us every day because she was going through an applesauce and what was it? Applesauce and something else. Fig bars. Fig bars and applesauce. It was the only thing she ate for like six or seven We were there days. almost, yeah, ten days and it was like our last day or so before she would even eat french fries yes, or hot dogs. Yes, it was. She was just comfort food all the way. And, you know, we knew it ahead, so we brought extra boxes of fig bars and applesauce with us. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to sort of plan for those sorts of things uh, for your particular child or children. It's true, because you're right, though. Not all children uh, do well with change. Not all children uh, are are able to just jump into the new routine so quickly. Mm-hmm. So just be, you know, ready to, to make to change your plans also at the last minute too. Right. It's being, but you're right. That's, I think, a very important thing to think about. This is not just a trip for me. It's a trip for my whole family. And I have to think about the needs of every person in the family as well as myself. So, Mm -hmm. Um, This was kind of on my list and was similar is going to be, you know, pack more than you think you're going to need. And it goes to what you think you're going to need for your kid. Uh, like, the snacks in particular is, yes, you can get some snacks at the parks, and they're great snacks, but, like, you could find a bag of goldfish or you could find some fresh fruit, but we all know Disney's expensive, and those fresh fruits can be, like, ridiculously, yeah. it's like a buck a strawberry or more yeah, if silly, you really want silly some prices. of the, if you um, want some fresh fruit to go at some of the stands, yeah. so... Think about that, like really bring snacks. And one of the great things about Disney, a lot of theme parks don't do, is it lets you bring in outdoor food. They just won't let you bring in alcohol. Right. So you could bring in your own sodas. I mean, people will go bring in whole Subway sandwiches and things like that. So if that's something you want to do and something your kid needs, 
go ahead and do it. Uh, no ice is one of the other things. So you can't bring in like a hard-sided cooler with ice. You can't, you can't bring in a hard-sided cooler at all, but you can't bring in just anything on ice. So make sure you have like an ice pack or something like that if, you're, if you need it. But bring those snacks you need. Like if you know your kid's just going to eat goldfish in this all day, make sure you bring the goldfish because they might have some in the park somewhere, but they're going to be hard to find and they're only going to be in a limited place. And unless you want to just have pretzels and candy all day as snacks... Think that about one. that, because they're not going to be the healthiest snacks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to piggyback on to what you're talking about, though, in the sunset. Being being prepared uh, with all the things that your child might need. Uh, I think the hardest part about me being, about, in my particular circumstance, myself as a mom, is that all I feel like sometimes all I do is plan for the things that my child needs, and I forget about myself. <laughs> I absolutely forget about what are the things that I need when I'm at the theme park. What makes me and a better what, mom? What's going to make me a better a better parent at the theme park? You know, um, I think one of the things that is very important is being aware of what makes me happy when I'm at a hot theme park. Things that are going to keep me cool, right? So think about the shirts or clothing that you're going to wear at the theme park. The shoes, I'm, I have to have shoes on that are my theme park shoes. You you know, for those of us who are theme park people, you, oh, yeah. get, you know what I'm talking about. We have about. our special theme you park shoes. You have your special theme park <laughs> shoes. The shoes that you know you can wear all day long and your feet are not going to hurt by the time you get to your resort at the end of the day. And don't buy a new pair right before you go and don't oh, have yeah. a chance to break it in. At yes. least wear them for a few days to break in. I've Maybe. bought a new pair of uh, <laughs> Adidas right before I went and... While I love the shoes and I wore them all the time, those first couple of days, you're still going to be hurting a little bit if they're not broken in. I, I agree. I did that once. I wore, I actually have never worn the shoes ever again. I think, in fact, I think I gave them to Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I wore them one day at the theme park and I was like, never again. I'm actually never going to wear these shoes ever again in my life. And I gave them to Laurel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, But you're right. You've got to be prepared for the things that you need for yourself. For, for us women out there. Feminine hygiene products. Yep. Don't forget that you need those things. Um, or like makeup with sunscreen in it. Yes, makeup if, with If you're sunscreen. a makeup person, make sure you have your makeup with sunscreen. You know, your hats, your cooling towels. You know, if you need an extra, if you need a fan. Sunglasses. Fans, sunglasses. Mm. Bring an extra pair of sunglasses. Yep. Because ultimately you're going to lose something somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, the one positive thing about, about a theme park, particularly Disney is they've thought of all these things for you. So obviously if you lose something and you're okay with paying that extra premium price, you're more than likely going to be able to find a lot of those items at the theme park. Whether or not it's at like the first aid station or the diapering station or even at just one of the kiosks. A lot of those items you can find there, but you're going to be paying extra Mm -hmm. premium for it. And if you're okay with that and you would rather carry less items, absolutely you should do that. But for those of us who still have kids that are in strollers, you better just pack it on up now because you might as well just use use and take advantage of your stroller space. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with that. And actually, that was one of my tips overall is even if your kid's not using a stroller at home and they're just getting out of it, you want to bring one for the parks because your kid is not going to be used to walking a few miles every oh, day. Yeah. And a few miles could be yeah. an estimate like... I think I've had days where my phone tracked maybe 17 miles when I was, like, resort hopping and running to the parks. I mean, that was me around just trying to visit things and do some kind of site visits for being a travel agent. 
So I try to go to every resort in a certain period of time, but yeah, you're good. That's not that far off of what you could do in a day at Epcot, real or Animal Kingdom. If you're there from open to close, eight to twelve miles of walking is not unheard of. It's true, and you can certainly rent one of the strollers at the theme park, and that's what a lot of parents will do, particularly with kids that are maybe like six, seven, eight. Even up to nine years old, you can probably still use one of the the larger rental strollers there at the park. And the truth is, your kid will likely need it, particularly once you get to the point of the day when it's been a long day. Even though we've had the meals and even though we've had the rest, we're tired and it's the end of the day. And now you're just waiting for that amazing fireworks show to, to finish out your day. It's still worth it to be prepared for that with your child. And, don't, and also, don't feel like you need to push your child. Yeah. You know... This is a trip for everybody, and you're spending money regardless on this trip, so you may as well all just enjoy it and, and, and do everything you can to enjoy it the best way you can. And if you don't have a stroller for a bigger child, like, the Disney ones aren't always the easiest to do because, one, you can only get them when you're in the parks, or I think they have them at Springs, so you can't really go back and forth with them. Uh, for our next trip, our you know, our daughter's four, we have decided not to buy a big stroller because, you know, we're not going to need it yeah. all the time so we're renting one for the week from orlando stroller rentals and there's other agencies that do the too but we're renting a real jogging stroller that can support a kid up to like 75 pounds uh just so we have something we could bring everywhere we go and not have to worry about renting them every day and it's a lot cheaper oh yeah as opposed to i think the disney prices it's been a while since i've looked it's a 20 25 bucks a day for some of these strollers uh, it's, I think, 120 for almost two weeks we're renting these things. Yeah. So. And, and keep in mind, like, your child's personality might change a little bit on vacation. I don't know about everyone else's kid, but mine does. Mine is a moody child to begin with. So when we're on vacation, I find that she kind of reverts back to old habits, and there's a little bit of extra whininess and a little bit of extra fussiness. So whatever I can do to sort of reduce some of that or to sort of appease a little bit, uh, you know, the stroller makes a difference. Uh, Laurel, do you have any more tips? Your turn again. Um, I'm going to say weather preparation, just as a general. But really, for me, it's about dealing with the heat. You know, unless you're going during the couple of months in Orlando when you have consistently cooler weather, um, then you're basically battling the heat the rest of the time of the year. Uh, so the difference also might be if you're in California, you, you will also have a lot of months with a, a, a good amount of heat, but maybe not the same temperature-wise uh, and, you know, frequency as you would in Orlando. But you don't but, get that rainy break in the yeah, day that kind yes, of gives you yes. a little bit of but, relief. But, but need I say more, you have got to prepare for multiple methods of cool down. Yes. Having cooling towels, having several of them. And don't just say you're going to buy your cooling towels when you get there. Their prices are kind of... And they're not very big. It's yeah, more of yeah, yes. yes. And they're, they're a specific kind. It's a type of fabric that um, if you're not really into that kind of fabric, if you prefer a chamois style that sort of dries really fast, it's just a different kind of cooling towel. So something to think about there. Cooling packs um, or having um, hand uh, fans. Hand, yeah, what kind of fans you want to bring? A stroller fan? You want a hand fan? You want one that hangs around your neck? Whatever you want, but it's important to make sure... Oh, hats. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember when we took Andy as an infant the first time to Disneyland? Forgot all our hats. Had to buy hats when we, immediately when we got there. It was so hot. But, yeah, so it's, it's just important to make sure that you have multiple methods for cool down. 
sunscreen. Oh, never, yeah, sunscreen. Never forget the sunscreen. Oh, there you go. See, and I forgot. Like but yes, you, you can never underestimate how much sunscreen you're going to need, and it, it's, no matter how much fun you're having during the day, oh, yeah. reapply Mul- multiple applications. Having to stop the kids just to re-sunscreen, yes, all the time. <laughs> um, I think for myself, the thing that I I I mean I I think naturally because the three of us have been to these theme parks a lot, we tend to plan ahead quite a bit on a lot of the assumptions of what we think we can encounter. So I think for me personally, my biggest stressor uh, is actually the traveling to and from to get to Disney. Once I'm at Disney, I feel like I'm in my I'm in my zone. I'm in my happy place. I've done all the work to get here, and now we could just kind of let loose and enjoy. But uh, for me, you can never over plan when it comes to your travel experience to getting to Disney because you know for most people. Statistically, the most stressful place is the traveling uh, in, to get somewhere. Have you guys flown with Fitz yet? No, we have not. I had a <laughs> pandemic baby, so we, you know, now that, of course, the pandemic's over, uh, right, I, I'm now at a point where I can start to think about uh, when we are going to take a trip where we will be flying with this child. But yes, no, I have not had to fly yet, but I look forward to the day because you can imagine it'll probably be inclusive of a lot of pre pre planning. <laughs> um, but we have traveled in a car with him quite a bit. We've traveled to Disney, uh, and that's about a two day journey uh, for those of us who live in New England. So, <sighs> for for anybody out there who has had to travel in a car with kids, even if it's just one kid, it's a lot. So my best tips and tricks for traveling with children in the car if you happen to have a vehicle that has multiple seats in the back seat have one you know what i'm saying meaning you have extra seats in the back seat meaning you're not they're, they're not, not all filled, filled with car with kids seats or car seats <laughs> one parent needs to be in the back seat by having one parent in the back seat you are able to te- to uh, get a much farther distance much longer period of time so you're able to get to your destination faster uh, by the fact that you are in the back seat, you can navigate the things that your children need, right? You can hand them the juice boxes, you can hand them the snacks, you can take them away, you can change out the toys, you can also prevent the fighting. Read a book. You, yes, read books. <laughs> there, there are things that you can do in the back seat that you just cannot do in the front seat. Uh, going along with that, one thing we learned the hard way, um, and this goes to something in the parks, is have a change of clothes handy. <laughs> when we drove last time... Uh, down to the parks, we had not thought about, we had only packed a bag we could access for our one night stay. We only had one extra change of clothes. A kid in a car, when they're just learning to potty train, is going to need an extra set of clothes. Yeah. And so we had to find a Walmart just to get those because if I popped that trunk, it was going to take me three hours to repack it with the way we had overpacked with the toys for that uh, trip. Yep, we had just potty trained probably like a month or two before we left. And we, in the first 24 hours of the drive, had to change Andy's clothes three times. <laughs> right, so we ran out. And we then, ran out after the one change. <laughs> and the extra clothes for the parks. All the parks are going to have somewhere that kid's going to get wet. And no matter what you do, that kid is going to get in that water somehow, I've seen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I mean... I, I, I still remember the experience in our childhood when our parents had to go and buy clothes at the theme park because it was just a rained out kind of day 
and oh, yeah. we were soaking wet, and our mother just could not bear us being in, in wet clothes any longer, so we had to have new shirts. Uh, Disney so, sweatshirts. Yes, that's how we <laughs> ended up with uh, all matching uh, Disney shirts, but you know, you gotta love the 80s. So, <laughs> But beware those splash pads if you don't have the extra clothes, because they can really cause a problem. Yes, yes. Uh, but yes, traveling with your kids and preparing for your trip, it is no easy task. You know, no one ever said that going on a Disney vacation was 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 for the parents alone. And if you are going by yourself, kudos to you. You should do that for yourself at some point in your experience, in your adult life. Go to Disney alone without your kids. I absolutely recommend it. Oh, it's yeah. an entirely different experience. Girls trip. Yes, I have a girls trip right now. Ladies. So, ladies ladies going to Disney. Um, there, There is something obviously great about going to Disney as an adult without children. But at the same time, one of the reasons why many of us go to Disney is so we can have that quality time and experience with our children. We want to see the happy faces. Yes. When they so, to meet and greet. To follow up on that is... You don't have to wait for them to be old enough to remember these trips. Because these are memories for you as well. We took Andy, uh, her first trip, she was six months old. Yeah, but six or seven months we did Disneyland. Disneyland. And then about nine months, which was the, we left the day we finalized her adoption. Yep. Was straight down that day uh, when she was nine months old. And then the pandemic. You know, we hit the pandemic, and we didn't go for a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, well, actually, in Andy's first year of life, we probably, we did three Disney trips. So we did that, we'd finished our, our post-home study about the six-month mark, which ironically fell on D23. <laughs> so that next week or so, we went to California. She did great at D23, slept through all the panels. She was the best baby. And then we did the parks, and it was great. We had a good time. And then we happened to have already scheduled our Orlando trip at about nine or ten months or so. And then we had gotten a call days before we were about to leave from our attorney saying that they had had, they had an open slot to book us for, for, our, uh, for court to go do our adoption. We were like, we'll take it, we'll take it. We were like, what day is it? Oh, okay. We'll make it work. <laughs> so we just made a, we rearranged some things and it, and it worked out naturally and we got... To Orlando literally that night after we'd finalized our adoption. So like, what a what a magical memory! And then when she turned a year old, we happened to also be on our first Disney cruise with her, which was an amazing little experience. She was a year, and it was great. It was wonderful. And that w- I, yeah, was right before the shutdown. Like we were one of the first cruises where they started checking like people's passports at the time to see if anybody had been to China. They weren't allowed on the cruise. And then, you know, within six weeks, everything had shut down after that. Oh, yeah. And we, we, we have such amazing memories that we'll never forget. She doesn't remember them, but, yeah, I'm never going to forget <laughs> her wandering around that ship, crawling around. Oh, my gosh. Every single cast member and crew member was coming to stuff. Like, the captain, so I'm talking to somebody, and we, he just said, excuse himself, he goes, I've heard about your baby. And, like, came <laughs> over to talk to us. Oh, yes. The cruise director who was looking for us for three days, because all of the, the cast members had, had seen us with this crawling little speedy baby across the entire ship. And she was like, I've been looking for you guys. We were like, well, we've been here the whole time. <laughs> we had been told so. that the, the crew kind of sometimes will make some uh, little side wagers on <laughs> the Jack-Jack uh, diaper dash babies. as you know, And 
Andy was apparently, we were told, the favorite, and then she decided she didn't want to do anything. <laughs> yep, yep. In pure Andy fashion, uh, she never does what you expect she's going to do. And that she had a total baby meltdown right there at the uh-huh. Jack-Jack diaper dash. <laughs> but but those are, the, those are the experiences that we have with her as an infant that are going to be completely different than the experiences we had when we took her at three, and hopefully when we took her at four. Yeah, um, that's you know. True. Well, I think that's the thing that's also part of the reason why we keep going back to Disney is because it's 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 never the same. Is this true? You're never going to have the same experience when you go when you go back to Disney because they're constantly evolving, constantly changing, but then your children are changing too. So no matter what, their interests are changing, the their the way that they're going to react to things are changing. Uh, so you can always look forward to the fact that you're going to be having new memories because you're doing something different, you know, even though you might remember going on this ride several times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's still going to be different because you're doing it through your children's eyes. Oh, yeah. And there's something really quite joyful about that that I don't even think that I could have ever anticipated. In fact, I, I find it hilarious when I think to myself that my mother wanted to come on this last Disney trip just so that she could watch my child's reactions to things for the first time. <laughs> and I and it's funny because I never really thought about that. And, and I was just like, oh, okay, that, that's a different point of view that I just never really considered. Um, whom, you know, my mother has been to Disney several times. Uh, and obviously I've never seen her turn down an opportunity to go to Disney. But she, but she very distinctly said, I want to go so that I can see his reactions for the first time. And she did the same thing with Andy too. Yeah. Because it was like there there is something in there is something valid that comes from watching the next generation experience something and, and enjoy the things that you did. Yes. Oh yeah. So, you know, there there that's what brings so much joy and why we work so hard <laughs> to prepare ourselves for these trips. You know, when it comes to the traveling and then, of course, once you get there. Um, in fact, I think the last bit of thing, the last bit of information we'll probably give on advice here is about the planning of your trip, right? <laughs> Guys, who, you know, I think our, our, our biggest takeaway is always do not over plan your trip. <laughs> or, or may I um, say... Plan for everything to fall oh, apart. Yeah. Yes, plan for it to all fall apart. Limit your expectations, yes. the way Limit I put it. Limit your expectations, but don't overplan on how much you're going to do on each day. So plan ahead for everything to go wrong, and then also, <laughs> <laughs> and then plan uh, to accordingly to to prepare for the for those things that are going to go wrong. But then also know that even though I plan to do these 10 things on this day, I may really only get to do maybe three or four things. And that's because you're doing this all with your children in tow. And one thing we forgot to mention is what child swap and allows oh, you yeah. to do these things. That's true. Uh, so you can still do Space Mountain or Tower of Terror with a little one. And Disney has a great program where you know you go up and you tell the cast member, hey, we want to do this, but we have the little one. So one person will go wait in line, and then they'll get a return pass, and the other person... And if you have a, more than two people in your party, they'll let... Nobody will have to go alone if they don't want to. They'll usually let, depending on the ride, a certain number of people go with them. And almost all the rides with a height requirement, some of the ones that don't will let you do that. And at Disney, 
they usually don't make everybody wait in line together. They'll let the family separate and like go do something else and then the one person will wait and the other person goes through the lightning lane. Universal operates a little differently where everybody has to wait in line and then they have a but they also have a lounge for that person to wait where the one person's riding. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a different thing and they do it a little differently. Um, th- I think both techniques get the job done for sure. But do you ha- do you have a preference to the how the child swap works at one theme park system versus another? Well, we're about to experience the Universal one for the first time uh, next month. We haven't taken Andy there yet. So we're going to see how that works. I've never had to do it as a guest. When I worked as a team member, I would point people to it and all that. And people seem to, like, not complain about it so much. But, you know, being able to... when uh, Last time we were at Disneyland, you know... Uh, three people went and rode Indy while I had Andy and, you know, we went and got a snack and you know, she didn't have to wait in the line. I think she might have problems waiting in these lines for rides she's not going to be able to go on. But she's taller, so it's going to be much fewer rides. Um, I mean, Universal does have stuff with a higher height requirement than Disney does, so that'll be an issue. So that, But we're going to see how it works and, you know, we'll report back in a couple weeks. Um, anybody else have any kid tips? Um, I think that's kind of the biggest, those are the biggest. Well, take a break. That's midday breaks are going to be very important. Yes. You might be able to go all day, but you shouldn't, first of all. (laughs) Uh, so if you're staying at a Disney resort and you can easily access, go back to your hotel for your kid's nap. Or uh, just some pool time. Or just a little bit of pool time. I mean... Yeah, if you're there for a long, long weekend, you're not going to be able to do this. And if you push yourself a little further on a long weekend, it's not going to fall apart as quickly on those few later days. But if you have the time, like if you're there for a week-long vacation, stretch it out, take breaks, do half days in the morning, and then do a half day in the evening at a different park or vice versa, or yeah. just or maybe, split it up. Yeah. And if you don't have the access, like if you're there for a shorter trip, you don't have time to go back to your resort, have a sit-down meal. Have a table service meal in the middle of the day where it's you're going to be inside air conditioning, and your kid could probably most of the places they're going to let them if they're in the stroller and sleeping they're not going to kick them out of the stroller. If they're awake, they'll probably ask you to park it. But I've never had anybody tell me, "Oh, your kid's asleep; you got to get them out." Yeah, no, that that's a great tip. In fact, you don't even I think people don't even really realize how many of the restaurants are really truly sit down table service, air conditioned. I mean, even in the theme parks, some of them don't, they're not as, you know, ostentatious or in your face about it that you just don't even think about. Uh, I mean, like the last time uh, I did that with uh, my husband, child and mother-in-law, where we basically ate at the little restaurant there on Main Street across from Casey's Corner. Um, The plaza. the plaza. The plaza, yes. I had never personally eaten there before, and I figured this is a great opportunity for us to try that. And it, it worked out fantastic. I, I couldn't have planned it better myself, given the fact that my child was asleep in his stroller the whole time. Did you have a view of the, the, the uh, castle? We sure did. <laughs> we sure did. In fact, that's, that, that's that, the way you do that's that what restaurant. That's I'm saying. I was like, I couldn't have planned it better myself. I had no idea to expect that, I and it was great. Where you've eaten there with us before. Nope, not. nope. I absolutely have never eaten Is there before. Is that thing the Monte Cristo? 
No, they they had like the Rubens and the burgers and stuff like, and the milkshakes was oh. what the big things are. So it, so and that actually so it's been was, a while. Since you know what's funny? There. I was actually really looking forward to the milkshake. I did I did end up ordering a milkshake, but I they used to do bottomless milkshakes, and now they don't do that anymore. I think the only one that so, does that is Wilderness now. Possibly. Tune in more for the next episode on that question. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps up our uh, tips for traveling with small children. Uh, If you need any more tips, please contact the Tomorrowland Travel Authority. Uh, We are your agents, so we will help personalize your trip. Uh, That is ttavacations at Uh, gmail.com. We are sponsoring the show. Uh, So thank you guys for listening to Mousebirds. For... Laurel and Rachel, I'm Ron, and have a good night. Happy traveling. Later. Later.